Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Todd McFarlane's here, everybody. Hey, Todd, how are you, man? Good, how are you doing today? Thanks for giving Not me bad. the time. Thanks. Hey, no, thank, thank you for your time, man. Sure. Uh, big doings, as always, with you, man. Uh, how are you feeling? How's it, how's it going so far? Um, the great thing about waking up with air in your lungs every day <laughs> is that there's the hope that today is going to be the best day you've had, right? So um, I always... I always think that my best days are always still ahead of me, right? Um, yeah. I, I leave it to the to the fans and people who write worry about what I didn't, you know, yesterday. But um, <laughs> as I've said before, when you like, if you're a marathon runner and you're at mile tw- twenty, you don't you don't you're you're worried about the six that are still in front of you. You don't worry about the twenty you just ran, no matter how good how how good of a pace you ran it, right? So absolutely. Uh, it's 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 a interesting thing that uh, I, I I think most people don't sort of self reflect and or analyze their own life. They other people do that. Do that. <laughs> we, all yeah, just, you live, we, all just, we all just live our lives. And, and, exactly. And no, if you live your life uh, in the public eye, you're gonna you throw a rock and hit like a hundred people who are gonna take the opportunity to analyze your life for you. Take care of that job yeah. right off the yeah. right off I've, your plate. I've, I've done plenty of interviews. And they're like, so how do you feel? I'm go. It's your show. You make me a saint or a sinner or something in between. Like I'm, I'm good with all of it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, this is being my show, and I do appreciate the, uh, the the acknowledgement. But I have to ask you. We talked last time, and I asked you, "Where's the Toddcast? I'm still waiting on your show, man. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, any 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 desires to uh, yeah, we'll get, get up in the morning it. and talk yeah. to a mic for for a living? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm a bit of a ham bone, so uh, I've got I've got a lot of I got a lot of things to say. So we're I mean I'll I'll get I'll get to that right. I mean it's in the queue. I'll I'll end up getting to it for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, so how's it feel to have 350 issues done to your belt, man? It's uh it's got to feel good. You from the beginning of uh, of Spawn One and being like hope it works out. I mean, the reality is there's no way you thought, I hope Spawn works out. You were like, okay, we're finally off to the races. Here we go. 350. Yeah, more like 550. So, yeah. So it's interesting because intellectually, when you think about it, 350 takes, you know, 30 years to get there, right? Just do the right. math. Um, yeah. But when I started and I joined, you know, sort of with the group of my, of my partners there, the, the co-founders of Image, um, that was, for me, that was always the goal, right? Start my book and just keep doing it. Right. And to the point that I've said that image will always be around. And I can say that with, at least in my lifetime, it's going to always be around because even if every other book disappears and if the company disappears, I'm still putting the image logo on spawn till the day I die. <laughs> so, so that, that big sort of goal that I gave myself way, 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 way back when, uh, 350 just means that I've been sort of myopic and sort of tunnel vision and focused on it and haven't really sort of wavered too much from it. Right. I, I, so, but that's just, uh, some of it just come, I I don't know. I I think that there's personalities that go with with all accomplishments to some extent. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think I could lay down the blueprint of how to do it, but unless you're just sort of an odd person like me and you just go, no, I'm going to take this bone. I'm going to chew it for 30 years. And when I <laughs> get to the 30 year mark, all I'm going to be thinking about is the next 30 years. Right. So, um, 
where, where a lot of people, I talk to my peers and they're like, how do you do it for so long? Why do you keep doing it? Like they, like they want to, they, they, they need more variety in their diet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it depends on how you define it. I, we did an inventory the other day and it was in the 30 year, just a spawn. Just, you know, not counting. I've got the new books now and a bunch of miniseries over the years. There's 18, over 1,800 characters have, yeah. have passed through the mythos. Um, so it's not like I'm just doing Spawn, right? right. Uh, I, I, it's it's kind of, you know, it's world building over a long period of time. And it, it, it meets a need for me personally, right? Especially given some of the other things I do in toys and sometimes Hollywood where you need outside approval uh and and at times money to get your projects off the ground i I can do my comic books lock stock and barrel and and it's um pretty liberating to get up have an idea in your head and just do it and not have to ask anybody i don't even i don't even check with my wife to see if she likes what the next issue is going to (laughs) be that's fair you know it's funny i was thinking about this like you know you've been going for for 30 years I don't think that Spawn's had a hiatus. There's never been a point where you went like, nah, I should probably take a break off of this because I'm focusing yeah. on the Toy Empire or, uh, you know, any any other number of, uh, of your ventures. And did you ever think like, man, I, it, it's kind of crazy that I that I never really said, ah, I should probably put the pause on this thing because I can always come back to it and just focus on, you know, building up this thing or building up that thing. Because you said, you know, you kind of, uh, you are with the, you've been with the comic the whole time and it's never been like uh you know, it's, it's never been a thing where you're like, oh, I kind of got antsy and I don't really want to do that anymore. I feel like I've, I've, grown, I've outgrown this this format. The, cl- the closest that I came to that for a short period of time was, I, I want to say it was maybe in like the 160, 170 range or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, David Hines has taken over his writing and, and I sort of handed over the editorial range to uh, Brian Holgon, or excuse me, Brian Haverlin, uh, who uh, years before was the colorist, but he's a really smart, creative uh, individual. Um, And so I handed over to them and just, because I was getting busy with some other stuff and things were happening in my life. Um, But but I, 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 something always felt off and wrong. Not that they were doing a bad job. There was none of that. It's just that, the 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 show was going on and i i wasn't sort of behind the curtain watching it right um so i i had to come i had to come back right <laughs> so uh uh end up coming back taking over the writing taking over the editing again right much to the mm-hmm. room of those two gentlemen who were doing a good job um but i just i i needed it back in 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 my life so yeah it's interesting because uh Someday I'm gonna have to add up the number of issues I've written, right? Uh, or co-written on the book, and I I don't know. I may I, I may I may have the record for one writer on one book too. I don't know. I, you know, the only other person I could think of is uh, Eric Larson on uh, yeah. Savage, Savage Dragon, but um, I don't I don't think you know even guys like Chris Claremont and Stan Lee on Fantastic Four. I mean, they, you know, they get to like 100, 120, 150 or something like that, right? Yeah. So no. we're, we're both pushing 250 to 300 issues. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is 
your favorite new character you've created over the last like 15, 20 years out of like the, the small universe you've created where you're like, man, I love when I get a chance to play with this one, you know, out of um, besides, of course, the, 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 the core. Uh, Gunslinger spawn. I feel like that's definitely, I knew that was going to be your answer because of I how precious you are. I think because Gunslinger at his core, I, I relate to him probably more than Al Simmons, right? Although both of them have a lot of me in them. But, um, and, and there's, there's something about the guy who, who I tried, if you, if you pay attention, and it was one of the things I was trying to get across uh, to the writers uh, when he sort of pops his head out into some of the other books, I, that I go, you guys are putting way, 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 way too many words in his mouth. <laughs> right? he, this guy's just Clint Eastwood in those spaghetti westerns, outlaw Josie Wales. He just comes in. People say, I don't like the way you look. And he doesn't, he doesn't really answer them. Right. He just right. like either stares him down or shoots him down. Like, I mean, <laughs> he, he's a man of action way more than worrying about how to discuss it. Right. Right. Um, and given that, especially now in the book that I write, that he's in a world that he doesn't even understand, then he has to even be even more focused to just stay on task. Um, yeah. Of, trying to hunt down the people that sort of did his family wrong. Right. I like his, 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 his blue balls for lack of a better sort of way of, is that he was, and you, you sort of saw it a little bit at the, at the beginning in the Spawn's universe and, and a little bit in the gunslinger number one was that when he was back sort of in the Western times, just before the end of the civil war, he finally, his sister had died, and he finally like had the name of the twelve men that he was going to hunt down. And just as he was going to go, and they they had tortured him right. and left him for dead, but he just got up and said, "No, now I'm going to come hunt you down." Um, just when he began that quest, he gets shoved two hundred years in the future, and he's frustrated by it. Right? Yeah, he's frustrated that he doesn't want to be here. And, and to some extent, uh, because the dead zones got locked down, he's sort of mad at, at Al Simmons. Sure. Because Al Simmons is the one that, in issue 301, that sort of made that rip and brought everybody sort of forward into modern time. And so he hangs, I, I think I've even written one where he, he, with Al Simmons' character, and, and the conversation goes something like, I don't like you and you don't like me. I, I don't give a shit, right? Here's, <laughs> here's, here's what I know. They tell me you're the only one that may be able to unlock and get me back to where I want to go, right? First question, can you get me back five years earlier so I can prove right. what happened? But if you can't, just get me back, right? Oh, and by the way, Al, I hear you're a bit of a loner. I, I understand that. I am I myself. But I hear you're a bit emotional and you're a bit suicidal, right? And yeah. so I'm going to hang around with you. And 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 so, which is one of his reasons for starting being on the the Scorch team, is not because I want to be on a team. I don't give a shit about the team. I don't even give a shit about your agenda. What I need is you to stay alive, you dumbass. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be suicidal and go get yourself killed because you're you're that guy because you're just raw, then you may take the secret of getting me back. And you know what? I I I want to get back. So here's what we're, we're going to do. 
I'm going to be on your flank and I'm going to help you. I don't give a shit about you, right? I don't give a shit about you. And the day after you send me back, go ahead and kill yourself and go on your suicide missions. What do I care? Right. Right. So, so there's this sort of his, I, I try to give like all the characters, like their quest, if you will, of right. why, of why they're doing anything and everything. Right. I mean, there's, there's a secret to uh gunslinger's past that I haven't sort of written yet. Probably. Uh, it, it probably will be the, the, the 50th issue cool. uh, that I'll get there. Um, but in the meantime, he's just trying to navigate in a world in which he can't read or write. So he's, yeah. he's, he's lost. And now with the post 350 and the whole world been blanketed in a dead zone, which basically means every heaven and hell sort of player, shadow player is now normal. Um, it's, it's re aligning the pecking order, right? Yeah. Because, because if all of a sudden you're the mouse and you've been playing against the elephant the whole time, but all of a sudden something happens and the mouse and the elephant are the same size with the same power. Right. Maybe now is the time for the mouse to make its move. Yeah. Right? And this is one of the things I'm talking to the writers about is that not only do I think there's going to be moves made on the, on the hero side, but for sure, for sure on the bad guy side, I mean, this is just the mafia. Some guy yeah. was fifth in line and all of a sudden now he's going, I don't got to put up with that shit. They don't have any muscle over me. All of a sudden somebody down low is going to make their play, right? They're going to make their play. So it's just going to be sort of internal chaos left and right that it's not just going to be, Oh, we're the bad guys. We're going to go after the good guys. The bad guys are going to eat their own tails. Just like sometimes the the heroes are going to eat their own tails. Oh, and by the way, I've said before, gunslinger is sort of the weakest of all the health bonds ever. You're now going to see that because everybody's now equal, he's actually when everybody is disarmed from their hell power, Shit, I, he he might be the most dangerous guy out there, because Absolutely. He, because he was so weak, he had to learn to survive in a more hum, human barbarian way, uh, and so he, I to me, he can kill five different ways, and and I don't think all the others are nearly as adapt. I mean, if I put all my hell spawns with no powers in the ring. I, I, I might put my Vegas odds on, on uh, the gunslinger. Yeah. I, I love the, the premise of, uh, of setting up this like depowered equal playing field status quo. Uh, because of course, like you think about gunslinger, it's like, Oh, we'll just put a gun in his hand. Boom. He's completely useful again. Like he's, he's, he's ruthless and he's, he's power. Like he's powerful in his skill set. Just like Al was a completely well-trained instrument of death way before. Plus all the years of him having to not use his powers and yep. learning to just be effective, you know. So uh, that's a that's a great like. Yeah, everybody, everybody's edge. everybody's going back to their core skills that they had before they became sort of a spawn, a health spawn, right? Yeah, exactly. And so Al Simmons is pretty good. He's pretty good. He's a military assassin. He's good, right? Yeah. So he's he's just the equalizer, right? He's right. Denzel. So 
the, at, at some point, if you go, you're going to take my powers away. Okay, cool. I, I can survive. But, you're, but if you're saying you're going to take my powers away and you're going to take the bad guy's powers away, shit, mm-hmm. shit. If they think that's even, a bunch of them are going to find out that they are mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that it's we're, we're not even. Because now that's like saying that everybody who plays professional uh, basketball is exactly the same. Ask right. Michael Jordan. Ask Michael Jordan how different that is, right? Yeah. So, so now we're going to start to see different people sort of move up and down and assert themselves and and take advantage or be disadvantaged by the fact that now everybody is just human for a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh- I wanted to ask apropos of your uh, of of your position as uh, you know head of McFarland Toys there was a big uh piece of news that just came out uh, over the last month or so uh, regarding the uh the, the decision to work with Hasbro one of your as and we've talked about this before tra- pretty much a direct competitor for you why now like what 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 made the climate this kind of uh like amical <laughs> uh look at I think you're looking at it the wrong way I well, think you're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. Would, would I give Spawn to Hasbro and Mattel? No. Right? If they right. want to give, if they want to give me Transformers, Marvel, Star Wars, right? And they want like they want to bring it my way, right? If Marvel Comic Books wants to give me Spider-Man and DC wants to give me Batman and Superman to play in the Spawn world, bring it on. Bring it on, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's it doesn't work in the other direction. So sure. um it's so it was just uh it was just a uh, you know, them over the years, we've had these weird conversations with them uh, of them looking for other outlets to do stuff that they're not necessarily focused on doing. Right on. Um, yeah. And then, and, and then, and it gives you a chance to play with brands that you otherwise would never have a chance to. Um, yeah. So that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. see. We'll see. I mean, it's a, you know, we're going to walk before we run here. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it has to succeed to some level and then we'll see how, sort of extravagant it gets on 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 both our sides yeah 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 we are uh i will say i i have to it feels like we are dangerously close closer than ever before to seeing you actually make a venom toy finally so <laughs> about that possibility uh, just, but, yeah, I mean, just convinced the whole world here so yeah exactly well listen you got when you got the when you guys got the dc license you know you guys walked before you could run but when you when you did like you walked with a with a strut because you guys like you immediately you know made an impact with the first set of with the first wave and then the next wave and now like there there's there's McFarlane DC toys that are coming out where I'm like I didn't even know that was coming <laughs> I'll see it on the shelf and I'm like oh my god I didn't even see this coming out yeah the first the first wave that we did of toys we had the classics right yes uh, Superman Batman I don't even know Wonder Woman maybe whatever um and we were doing essentially a bigger version of what Spin Master was doing. Spin Master had sort of the master toy license. We had the collector piece. Mm-hmm. And and I, I thought it was sort of odd that at the beginning where they wanted us to, uh, Warner Brothers wanted us to sort of kind of do the same product, right? I, yeah. I, I was like, well, Spin Master's doing it and they seem to be doing a decent job. Um, I'm sure Spin Master was thinking the same thing. Like, right. we're, we're doing the same thing and Todd's doing it. Like, why, why do we need two people doing it? Um, right. And, but one of the things that I asked them in that first wave was like, can I just do a couple sort of McFarland things, right? Um, yeah. And, and so we did what, 
what I called the Superman in armor and the Batman in armor. And yeah. Both of those characters were, I think, one of the the had one of the armor had been in one page, and the other one I think was in two panels. Like they weren't, they, they were just, they weren't known quantities. What, but right. what they were to me was just cool. I'm in the toy mm-hmm. business, and somewhere you have to have an eye test. And when you're walking, you just see like cool, and it's got a big S on his chest, and it looks. And it looked it's so much plastic and it's breaking out of the package and it's the same price as everything else. And and I've always had success with being able to do that, right? People yeah. like quality product. They like interesting, cool looking stuff. And and they like a lot of plastic at a fair price. So <laughs> we they I know that was the I, I, that was the two hardest to get them to sign off because like, why would anybody want to buy this? And I'm like, um, Cause it's just awesome to look at. <laughs> never, never, never underestimate cool. Um, That's right. And so I've had this conversation my whole life with people. Why do you do that? Cause it's just cool. Like, come on, stop. You're overthinking it. Um, <laughs> so they said, yeah, fine. You can go and do it, whatever. So we did it. And of course, I, you know, it should come as no surprise. Those two were our two hottest sellers in terms. Of, I mean, we didn't make, I got them. You know, they, just, they, they went like that. And so that was a little bit of, me being able to show them data that right. you don't have to play it safe. And I think what would work is to do figures intermixed with the classics that if you Google right now, or you go on eBay, you can't buy them because they never existed. That character never existed. Yeah. So something to be said about in, in sports vernacular, uh, collecting the rookie card. Of, yeah. of all these characters, right? Uh, and so they don't even have to be the most popular if they're the first time ever that somebody can make it, right? So all of a sudden you get the Joker that laughs. There is not one prior to that. Why? Because he, he's a fairly recent character, new character. So then you get to do him and people are like, oh man, oh man, that's super cool, right? Uh, so that I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that the process of, selling toys and choosing characters is really that complicated, right? You just, you, you, you start with brand names and Superman, Batman, you know, Spider-Man, Iron Man, you know, Captain America, they, you know, those are big names, right? Yep. You start with the big names in sports. You start with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Derek Jeter and, and uh, Tom Brady. So, and then, and then you go, well, who, who else is out there that then is the next tier down? Right. Um, or how do we do those A characters uh, and modify them? And luckily, the in the DC universe, there's now. I mean, I thought I had a lot of health spawns. There's there's dozens and dozens of iterations of Batman and Superman. Yeah. I mean, I I can do them for a long time and not not really run dry. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, would you say that you? Um, I was curious about this. I, do you have a dream project now or do you think you're just kind of living it at this point? Um, I don't know. The, 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 the next big step, the next big evolution is the one that I, I have been waiting way too long. until so the fans of, of getting the spawn off movie off the ground. And sure. And, and the reason I say that is because if we can get it off the ground and if it works, right? So you got you got the two. I mean, we'll get it off the ground. 
I mean, but people have to go and like it, right? Yes. Whatever it is that we're doing, it has to succeed. Um, if it succeeds, then it, it literally recalibrates the entire game that I've been playing for 30 years. Because yeah. essentially I've been playing in the bubble of collectors, right? And every now and then you <laughs> pop out, you pop out a little bit. But if you can if you can do something that hits a a, a global tongue, um, and it's I mean we sell our toys internationally, we we sell the comic books internationally, but they're they're sort of hidden in corners and pockets, right? Yeah. TV, TV, movie, video games, music, they're all sort of spread across a pretty pretty wide range of uh, demographics globally, and so that means that there will be people. If, if it works, going to a, a movie called Spawn that they hopefully, fingers crossed, they enjoy in Bosnia that have never heard of the word before they essentially saw a cool trailer. Yeah. Right? Um, and the only reason they're going maybe is because the trailer's cool and 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 it says from the writer of the Joker movies and the producer of Get Out and, you know, whatever, right? Uh, so... You know the co-creator of Venom, or whatever. I mean, just they'll they'll, they'll just go ah, oh, I I can take a flyer on that, and then mm-hmm. if they and then if they like it, it changes everything because then the brand name gets out, right? So if you can yeah. do basically what happened to the Walking Dead, way down because Walking Dead was the phen- phenomenon. So if you could get like a third of Walking Dead, right, <laughs> like down here, then it it still changes the whole game and means that everything that you start doing everything I do, I now have that as a backdrop of like, wow, you know, I can now do this and this and this because it's not just preaching to the choir now, right? There's other other options here in terms of animation and video games and maybe apparel. All these things I've been a little careful to not be doing in the last 10, 12 years. I want it when Spawn had his moment in the movies, not to feel like he'd been run out uh, and people going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing them all over the place. I want it there to be the opposite, almost pent up demand. Uh, right. of going, and, and then as soon as they come out of the movie theater going, oh, man, when's the animation coming back? Hey Todd, are you going to ever, are you, is there going to be a new video game? Right, man, where can I get that cool hat? Right. Mm-hmm. And just have that sort of spill out as part of it in the natural uh, progression instead of, sort of milking that cow too prematurely, right? So I've, sure. been, I've, been, I've been quite quite um, conservative, let's call, it, let's call it that. I've noticed that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, the George Lucas approach when uh, when Lucas like withheld a lot of Star Wars licensing when uh, he was going to do the prequels and there was, like a, there was like a dearth of Star Wars stuff. You know, there were books and there was very niche stuff. But like in the in in the world outside, it was kind of like well, you had to go to like hobby books and like get kind of model kits and stuff like that. But otherwise, not a lot of Star Wars merch. But then once he did the re-releases, boom! Then all of a sudden there was action figures, there was everything. So is that kind of your approach, where you're like the the game for you is expand like expand the audience to a level that heretofore is not reachable without like a, like a theatrical run. Well, the, the, it, it, reach an audience first, and then get the audience to ask stuff i see i see because, create because, demand because yeah like i think it's okay to chase demand right sure and so a lot of times when i'm dealing in in hollywood with tv shows and movies and stuff 
um, sometimes even video games, but they think that they've got to have this robust licensing program right at the moment, at the beginning of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I sometimes have the conversation that I go, I, I, we could do a little bit, but I, I like, let it come out, let people decide what they like and then come in there. So I'll give you an example. If there was a quote unquote robust licensing program at the very beginning of the very first episode of the Simpsons, right? Nobody knew that Bart and Homer were going to be the breakout. And nobody even knew like, what, what is it? What, 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 are, what are those yellow people with blue hair? Like I, like they didn't even like, so they hadn't even figured out what the Simpsons was to know that they wanted a t-shirt or a hat or anything else beyond it. Right. Yeah. So like just sometimes it's okay to put your, your show out for a bit, get people to go, what? And then going and then go and chase it. I think they did that with the toy program on um, on Lord of the Rings and and like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean that they didn't really yeah. have anything right at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, people were like, oh, and both those movies did extraordinary. And and then people were clamoring, like, hey, one's this, one's this, one's this. and then you feed the beast at yeah. that point because if you do it the other way and there's no demand at the beginning because nobody knows who those yellow people were in The Simpsons. And then the product doesn't sell, it becomes way more difficult when it actually does build up the the demand to then come into the retailers and go, hey, remember that thing we put out like eight months ago <laughs> and it was a dismal failure? I need you to try again, right? That's a tough conversation with retailers. So sure, I've, been there. Yeah. I've, I've been there. They have they have long memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could I could see that approach being like, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have to take two bites. You want to be like the biggest bite you can get first. You get, gotcha. well, well, well I, the whole, you get, you get one, one crack and making a first impression. Damn right. right. And, and yeah. so you, you, the first impressions got to got to land. You got to stick it. You got to stick the landing. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and if you don't, I mean, in all honesty, it was one of the reasons why I began my own toy company. Cause I didn't think they, they were going to get it. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought they were going to basically put it out there just for the sake of putting it out not know how to market it, not know what kind of toys to make. And uh, it wasn't going to work. And then right. they were going to hand me my, they were going to hand me my brand back and my brand would be tainted at that point. And what, what am I going to do now? Redo it the way I want and then come back to them and say, Hey, that thing that failed a year ago, I need you to try it again. Like it's, it's not going to happen. So I, I, I eventually you know, just had a, how hard is it to make toys for yourself, right? I mean, that that was it. So yeah. Now, with the with respect to the Spawn movie, just uh, you know, it sounds like you have kind of an idea in your head about streaming versus theatrical. That you're you're you you are you are eyeing a theatrical release as opposed to a streaming. Yeah. Is that is that true? And if so, yeah. like, do you really do you, do you believe theatrical like air like adds some kind of like larger audience or some kind of legitimacy because like streaming is pretty uh it's pretty lucrative and there's a lot of like there's there's a lot of potential audience okay so let's talk about it can you make money streaming yeah i guess it depends what you're going for well that's the thing it's not about making money necessarily it's about getting the brand out there right so i get it so the streamers came in and they had their deal and they basically created a model where they basically buy your profits up front and they Uh get it And, and i understand and some people have gotten some really good deals and it's worked for them. And um, again, they've got their think. Here's what they haven't done. And maybe I'm wrong. So somebody correct me. Streaming has been around for a while, right? None of them, 
at least off top of my head, none of them have created a franchise, a movie franchise. Right. So, I see. Yeah, TV, TV shows. Yeah. Right. All day long. Right. Episodic. Yeah. But who has created their Fast and Furious that we're going, man, we're on part five. Who's yeah. Not, I don't even know. I don't even know what part two is. I, I, maybe, maybe one or two across the entire spectrum have had two. Like right. maybe like, so I don't know. I mean, the, 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 to me, the data is, <laughs> the data is not good. The data is not good that if you hand your baby to them and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like this franchise. They can't make it a franchise. They, they haven't, they haven't done it and they haven't done it in the past. I don't know why they're going to do it in the future. So, yeah. but could they help in other ways of, of running your movie after the, oh, sure. Really sure. And, and doing spinoff TV shows and things like that. Uh, the spawn animation stuff. Yeah, sure. That's, that's their sweet spot. I think um, oh, yeah. but it's hard. It's hard. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think you can discount the, what the theater piece brings, especially in the current state of, Hollywood right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, switching to comics really quick. I just want to talk uh, a little and, bit. And, about... uh, I'll add. Oh, uh, please, yeah. Uh, that after I get off this call, I, I, my next meeting is with the writer of the of the script. So all right, that's so, exciting. Yeah. So we're 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 getting near You're the trucking end. along. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to uh, any bit of news we can get about it, and uh, and any like traction we can go. Well, the, I, again, the, the guy Scott Silver, the guy I yeah. talk to the most, and and you know, look, you, you're gonna you're gonna have. I keep saying, and Scott walked me through it himself. You're gonna have five movies, and you're gonna have Madam Web's gonna come out, and it's not gonna do anything. And here we are, right? He predicted mm-hmm. that one. Like, not gonna do anything. And then it's just going to continue to perpetuate this whole thing about like superhero movies are on the downside. Exactly. It doesn't and then, help. And, yeah. then, and then they're going to come out with Craven and that one's not going to do much probably. Yep. Um, and then, and then we're going to get to, I think Venom is next. Venom three. And, yeah. Venom, and Venom three has a track record. So it will do some business and, you yeah. know, but my guess is going to be more of sort of what we saw the first two movies. I don't know if there's going to be anything dramatically, you know, different. Yep. Um, and then, and, and so by that time, everybody's going to be talking, oh man, superhero movies, whatever. Um, and especially those first two might, might add to the, that pulse. And then, and then the, the fourth movie coming out is going to be, um, Deadpool. Yeah. And Deadpool is going to come out and, and Deadpool is going to work. Right. And yeah. so Deadpool is going to make money. And all of a sudden, all that, here's the funny thing about the media. They got to have, they got to write something. <laughs> so yep, like, well, yep. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh man, is Deadpool the thing that's going to save it. Right. And then Deadpool is going to come and bounce. And I think it's going to do real business. And then I think, I don't know, maybe I'm biased. Cause I like Scott, I think Joker two may be the biggest movie of the year. Mm. Like, and I'm, I'm, and I'm talking cash wise. Yeah. 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 No, so, definitely. so if that's true, then two of the biggest movies could be uh, Deadpool Joker too. R rated. And and they're both R rated and the city yeah. the city's really good about about replicating. And so what right. they're gonna do is that they're gonna go, Oh my god, everybody, we gotta do our dark, gritty movie, <laughs> R rated movies. That's how you do superhero movies. And so we'll have that on our side. 
yeah. then and then hopefully if Joker two does what it's supposed to do, then everybody also want Scott's next project, and he'll go. Well, I've got it in my hands called Spawn, and it's dark, and it's moody, and it's a comic book, and it's R rated. Um, so oddly, it's it's one of these ones where it's just been frustratingly long to sort of get to where you get to, but. It, it, we may have waited long enough <laughs> that we actually end up in a opportune time uh, right. when when they're going to be looking for success and 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 gripping it hard. I think the studios. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna, we'll see where it all all ends up. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm quite hopeful that that we'll get the. The attention. Let's let's leave it at that. The attention from the studio heads uh, when we we're ready to sort of show them what we've got with the script and the team. So yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're really good at reading the room and uh, and and checking the temperature when it comes to like when the time is right, or uh, you know when you're talking about like the formation image image and whatnot. It's like or just just deciding that it's the temp. You know what? It is the temperature. I'm just have to kick the door and make it happen anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, well, I trust but, that. But you know. It should go here. Here's the other thing. Once we make the deal, it should go quick. Right. Because everything's if, kind of like if, in if motion. We make, if we make the deal with the team we have in place, right, and we'll bring in yeah. a top flight director on top of it, then it should it should like we're talking about a go movie, right? Yeah. We've got we've got we've got the producers, we've got the actors, we've got the writers, we've we've got the money, we've got the distribution, we have the script. Yeah, it's all and done. So it's like we're we're not here to develop. We're saying that this script and that group of people, we're ready to go right now. So let's go. But yeah. who who wants to go? Who wants to go on the ride with us? Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. Again, fingers crossed. Uh, everybody is everybody is optimistically hopeful, uh, and the only piece of the puzzle is when do we go make the potential offer? Is it before Joker, right before Joker two, or after yeah. Joker two opens up? I don't know. Right so again, you got we'll, we'll we'll pick a date and then we'll say, hey, here we go, and hopefully put us in the in the best bargaining position that we can. Yeah. I wanted to get your opinion because I, I really um, I think you've got a really good uh, perspective on this, um, given where you've come from and where you are now with respect to comics. I wanted to ask you from when you started to where we are now with the comic book industry, how would you say comics has actually changed for the better? Um, I, uh, I think the better part of it is that I, I think that, over the years, there's obviously been a, a continuation of new characters coming into the mythos of all the world building companies. Um, so you've, you've got more characters that potentially okay. become breakout characters. And then I also think that the talent pool, given that the internet is a thing, yeah. um, it wasn't when we were younger, that the talent pool is by far the the deepest and the and the and the and the most skilled that I've seen in my I'm almost pushing 40 years in this industry. I've never seen the amount of raw talent. I mean, it is so talented that you walk by, walk up and down like Artist Alley at a convention, mm -hmm. and you see phenomenal work. Yeah, and you go, 
who is that person? I mean, right. so you right. got well, why aren't they working? Are, yeah, who are great, and you don't even know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 how high the bar is, right? But I'm guessing the same thing sort of happened in in the music industry that everybody now that lives across the world can put their demo tape on YouTube or wherever. And, and, and there's more people to draw from. So the bar literally gets raised on, on how skilled you got to be to basically be a, like a, a B player, right? A totally. B player. I could, I, I used to be able to draw ice crooked and be a B player. Now <laughs> they won't even let you in the front door. Right. So yeah. it's uh yeah, it's pretty staggered. I'm, I, let me just say, I'm very thankful I broke in pre-internet. <laughs> I, I do not believe I would have had the same career that I've had uh, if I had to compete against all the talent around. That's very kind. Do you have any, um, if there's one change you could make to the industry without giving away the store, because I know that you know, you, you're still actively participating in it, but if there's, a big, if there's one big change you'd make to the industry, what would it be? Stop, doing, stop doing relaunches. Re, uh, the relaunch, yeah. That's fair, right? Because yeah. because you just re, you just do a relaunch and then you do another relaunch. Yeah, and then you do another relaunch. I mean, I keep saying to people, if I wanted to buy every single issue of the Fantastic Four right. from 1961 to today, chronologically, I didn't even know how to do it. Yeah, and I'm a geek, and I'm a geek. <laughs> so, and then Spider Man a little bit like. I don't know. And the, and the thing is, is that if you graph it, here's, here's the thing that I've told people that it's like, when are you going to, when are you going to renumber and reboot your spawn? Never, never, ever, ever, ever. I, I thought action comics and detective comics were two of the coolest comic books I collected when I first started in the comic books because they had those big fat numbers on them. Yeah. I was so impressed that it's like, it just seemed like they were, they were just monolith that this is like, they've been here forever. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, because if I start tomorrow and I go, okay, I'm just going to relaunch Spawn. I mean, I'm, I'm at, I'm at 350, 351. We just sent to the printer a couple of days ago. Um, so I have the number one book on, on, uh, the creative side. Right. And yeah. then, if and then, and here's the funny thing, even though Marvel and DC all sort of did it, it was funny that they came back around and started using some of their old numbers. I think just so they could get basically a couple kicks at the can, they could get a number one, a number 50, and then a number 400, right? I mean, yep. it was this weird, it was this weird numbering sort of trick that they end up doing, but uh, that's their gig. I don't know. They're, I, I, I just, I guess I'm just old school when I looked at the price guide books when I was a kid. I just liked the ones where it was just all contained right under the word. And you didn't have to go to five different places to get it. It was just, Issue one through 50, 50 through 100, 100 through like, and then they just had the different prices and it was action comic books was all on one listing. Yeah. Right? And so for me, this is the thing when you're doing your own company and you get to make your own decision, you get to just do the stuff that isn't sort of important to you. And that's important to me. Um, I wouldn't do it. To finish the point, if you were to graph it, it goes something like this. Oh, here's the sales of, whatever, Spider-Man, whatever. I guess you got to go here. And then you get a number one. Oh, and it pops up. And then, uh, and then, oh, better do another number one. Oh, and it pops up. And then, uh, and it pops up. And so, but if you actually look at the trend, minus the pops of the ones, 
the graph is going down. Yeah. There's only one question. There's only one question when people when people sort of say that and they go, well, Marvel and DC or whatever, some toy company is doing something. Yeah. My question is always the same. There's, go to them and ask them this simple question. Regardless of what you've done, of how smart you think that they are or they aren't. Like, and I'm not saying this, whatever. There's only one question. Are you selling more comic books today than you were 20 years ago? And if yeah. the answer is no, then whatever you were doing didn't work. Didn't yeah. work because you're selling less. You're selling less. So you did all these tricks and you broke it all up and you did all this stuff and you're selling less. I'm still, I'm selling less and I'm up to 350. But it's like, I mean, there was a point where they they had numbered all their books, Marvel and DC, that Spawn was actually the highest numbered book. <laughs> and I just go, hold a sec. I just want to be clear. Why don't you guys start running this race in 1936, right? With Action yeah. One. And the other one started running this in 61 with, uh, with Fantastic Four. And I come in in 1992. I'm coming up 30, 40 years behind you. And you let me get ahead of you numbering wise? Like why? Why? Like I'll take that. That's a that's a bragging point when you walk in the room. That's not a bad point. When you say, hey, my I'm the longest running book that's on the marketplace, highest run, you know, you just sort of couch it in a way that actually is truthful. Yeah. Um well, I don't understand why why they'd give you that advantage. Oh, by the way, if I did start spawning at number one, I would be one of twelve number ones that month. Exactly. You're competing with all the new stuff all over again. Right. And you know what? I'd rather I'd rather not compete with 12. I'd rather just be on a mountain by myself. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all of a sudden, even things like Gunslinger, King Spawn and Scorch are now some of the higher numbered books at Image right now. Yeah. And they just started a couple of years ago <laughs> and they're like climbing the ladder because, oh, my gosh, they're in the 20s and 30s. Right. So, uh, I mean, I guess that would be the other one. I wish creative some of the creative people would stick on their books a little bit longer. So. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, man. What's uh, what's next? What's the next thing you're most excited about that's happening within the next like month or so? Um, well, February, we sort of start beginning this year long thing for 30th anniversary of the toy company. So we've got a lot of that sort of retro cool stuff we're doing there, bringing back some of the sort of the old packaging looks and oh, cool. some of the characters and just do some goofy stuff. Um, we'll be just had a meeting last week, getting closer to doing our Kickstarter with the medieval spawn. Um, and, and just, you know, that is just taking a little bit longer. I'm, I'm trying to get it so that everything is done and ready. And that the only thing the factory needs the moment, the last day of the campaign ends is how many, right? Right. The oven's going to be on all the ingredients (laughs) are going to be mixed. The batter is going to be ready. They're just saying, how many cookies do you need? Right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I'm going to try and do with the Kickstarter is make it arguably, for what it is that we're doing, the shortest window that Kickstarter's ever had in terms of from the time you 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 say, yes, I, I, want, to, I, want, I want to sort of endorse it to the time that we actually ship it. I, 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 want, I want it to be lightning quick. And the only way I can do that is to spend all my money in advance, which I'm doing right now. And getting it all sort of prepped, and then they're going to go. How, how's this going down? And then, literally, the very next day, they're 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 making it. And if they can do that, there's no reason why 
all this stuff isn't shipped out in two and a half to three months. Nice. From, from, from the end, not, not a year, not two years, like months. I like you can, you'd be able to count on fingers. So, yeah. uh, and I'm hoping that that'd be part of it. And then we also, uh, beginning next month, uh, are going to start to roll out some new titles. Um, we've got the four regular monthly books and then we've got a couple, a couple are going to be monthly, but most of them are going to be like, uh, mini series and, some one shots and whatever. I, as I reached out to the creative community, I was just, Hey, what do you want to do? You tell yeah. me, I'll make it work. But the, the first one out of the gate is uh, a book that uh, I, I wrote with and, and drawn by Shimon Kudransky. We did it years ago. So we finally get to show it, but it's uh, Sam and Twitch, uh, the two detectives. And it's literally a, a hard boiled detective book. Cool. So again, the one thing that I want to get across early in the game is that if you if you don't like Spawn, I think you can still sample some of these books that are coming out because they're not going to be Spawn centric. Right. Um, they're going to be detective and dramas and 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 comedy stuff and sci-fi and you know. Uh, you know, historical pieces and things like that, so that you you could theoretically find two or three that you might enjoy and hate Spawn, and and right. it is still it, it is still work because some may be tangentially tied to Spawn, some a little bit closer, and then something like Sam and Twitch is yes, intellectually those two characters are in the Spawn universe, yeah. But if you read this book, it, like they're just they hang out with Spawn five days a, a year. And exactly. So, and, so, and so I'm I'm writing about the other 360 days when they're just cops and they're just detectives, right? And they're really good at what they do. That's what that book is. So um, I, 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 I didn't want to put out more of the exact same stuff that people had sort of already gotten used to, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are a couple books that are, if you like Spawn, there's going to be some you know, sort of growth pieces off to the side. But uh, there's also going to be other books that are going to be so far off on the edges of it that you can pick and choose whatever it is that you want. I, I don't assume anybody's going to buy all of it. Just pick and choose what you like. And, totally. and they're all going to be two ninety nine. dollars Hey. Given the Dynamite and Boom just said they were going to go up to four ninety nine. dollars <sighs> majority of comic books seem to be now, I mean, they're all three ninety nine, but it seems like now the majority are going up to four ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know. Like two ninety nine, I'll make I'll make it easy. I'll make it easy for you to sample, right? Definitely. Well, Todd, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And folks, keep an eye out for the medieval Kickstarter, and of course, visit McFarland.com if you want more. Uh, King of the Mountain, Todd McFarland. Thank you so much for being here, man. And we'll see yeah. you guys next time. All right, you be good.